for a while, we were able to, quote unquote, train ours to sleep on our floor. So instead of climbing in bed, they'd sleep on the floor next to the bed. <laughs> Just if they sack had out issue. next to the bed. But it was during COVID. Like there was a time there when two of yeah. them would show up during COVID. And I said to my wife, I was like, ah, you know, at what point is this going to be a concern? But man, it's been I can't remember the last time anyone's been near our room. I love that you somehow convinced your kids that they were camping, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, yeah, just sleep, over. Just sleep on the floor. <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. 612 on this Thursday morning. Nothing anymore is ever truly done or fully resolved. What was it that you were making that point about yesterday? I can't remember what we were talking about. You're like, didn't that, we already do this? Right, that the stories seem to lose yes. every three, five, ten years, depending on the story. And sometimes you have a changing of the guard, whether yeah. it be the ideological bent on the state Supreme Court, mm-hmm. whether it be uh, the governor or the mayor or whatever. You have a change there, and then... Things sort of get relitigated. The idea of a huge casino in Kenosha County lives again with a vote by the Kenosha Common Council. 11 to 6 in favor of the project after an hours-long meeting. Plan is to have the casino owned by the Menominee Native American Tribe here in Wisconsin, operated by Hard Rock. $360 million facility, gaming, concert venue, hotel, all the things you would expect with a development like that. Why was the meeting hours-long, E? Oh, lots of debate, yes, right? a lot of strong opinions mm-hmm. on both sides. TMJ4 News was there. This project is going to bring three years of good construction work to this community. We need to stop bleeding money into Illinois and all the other states around us. We need to invest in ourselves. A lot of union support for the construction jobs that would be created, estimated to be about 800 on the low end. For building out the facility and then jobs associated with operations somewhere in the neighborhood of a thousand ongoing. Those speaking against concerned about crime primarily. Somebody said, if you don't like it, don't come. Well, guess what? We all will have to pay in the form of increased crime and then higher taxes to cover remediating all of the problems this thing is going to bring. So ultimately, the plan passed at the city level. There is a sliver of Kenosha that does extend all the way to the freeway, which was kind of new to me. Like I always thought like Kenosha was closer to the Wondered lake. Wondered why but, the council was even taking this up. Yeah, what was the jurisdiction there? And I think we've talked about at the old Dairyland Greyhound Park. Mm-hmm. That might be yep. a site for this. That's not where they're talking about building this. This would Because that's Pleasant Prairie. This would be um, west of I-94, north of Highway 50, which does fall into city limits for Kenosha. That's why you have the Common Council here weighing in. Next up is the county board, expected to be a vote later this month. Then to the Bureau of Indian Affairs at the federal level, because it's outside right now Menominee lands. The final say will then go to the governor, again, provided the county board and federal but officials which, sign off. Which governor? I mean, would that happen well, that's during just the it. current governor's term or if he even runs again? Like, this could take years, couldn't it? Yeah, I, I don't have a sense on the timeline I think probably if the governor, you know, the governor has a relationship with the president and says we want this, maybe that filters on down and they they move forward with it. If it feels like you've seen this movie before, we have. Right? You have <laughs> a similar proposal with all the same entities involved. Got right up to the finish line. Governor yeah. Scott Walker at the time rejected it. He had the final word in 2015. So again, provided this proposal passes the county board, then gets approval at the federal level within the next three years, it would be up to Governor Tony Evers. What's he going to do? I've not seen Governor Evers commit one way or another on this project. However, 
He did sign off on that Ho-Chunk Casino that's to be built in Beloit. Right. Did that a couple of years ago. So at least he was open to that and might at least tip his hat or tip... Hand? Tip his hand. hand. You can tip the hat, but that's different. (laughs) Mixing my metaphors there. Right. Might give you an idea of how he could decide, but every project is unique. Yeah. So he'll have to review this one on its merits if it gets to that point. Brandon Snyde has sports coming up next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The 8-8 Green Bay Packers hit the practice field for the first time this week on Wednesday as they prepare for a must-win Week 18 matchup with the Chicago Bears. Last season, the Pack had an eerie similar situation where they lost to the Lions that sent them home. Quarterback Jordan Love on using that loss a year ago as motivation for another win-and-in situation. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I... I don't think we need to use that. I think this team is motivated enough, just the situation we have um, to get into the playoffs and how bad we want that. Um, like I said, just with you know the season we've had, the bumps um, along the road, but uh, to put ourselves in position, um, you know, I think everybody's very motivated. Love got the best of news at practice on Wednesday. All of his pass catchers back out on the practice field together. Receivers Christian Watson, Jaden Reed, Dontavian Wicks all returning. A remorseful Jair Alexander also returning to the team after serving his one-game suspension. He spoke at his locker following the team's practice on the lessons he learned. Uh, yeah, I think it was definitely something to learn from. Uh, uh, there was definitely things that I could have improved upon during that week uh, to help with the communication. And uh, moving forward, you know, uh, yeah, that won't happen again. Packers-Bears getting set for a 325 Sunday afternoon kickoff as Bears quarterback Justin Fields is anticipating a loud crowd because, well, that's all there is to do in Titletown. Uh, I know their fans going to be loud because there's not much to do in Green Bay except watch football, but um, uh, it's going to be a great environment to us for us to play in and uh, you know, hopefully have a great game and get the double on Sunday. Oh, yeah, Uh-oh. very funny, boy. Uh-oh. They really like that down there. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> here we go. Green Bay is just a you know farm town with nothing to do, and those rubes <laughs> up there are sit in their houses and watch football all year, and that's all they do. And when they don't watch football, they talk about football. Those losers up there with nothing going for them. That sounds just like Justin Fields yeah. talking. That's exactly what he said. That's the rest of the quote. He didn't play the whole thing. <laughs> Full context. Okay, Justin, we'll see you on Sunday. Get in line for, for everybody else that says the same thing. Over to the NBA, where the once again Indiana Pacers got the best of the Bucks, And now a steal around midcourt. Middleton just dribbled it right through two defenders. And now they're showboating. Heald throws it off the backboard to Jackson, who stuffs it down on the alley-oop. Dave Kane on the call right here on WTMJ as the Pacers throttle the Bucks for a 142-130 to loss. And Giannis scoring his tri- third triple-double of the season with 30 points, a season-high 18 boards and 11 assists. It's the most points Milwaukee has surrendered since last December, and it's now the fourth loss to Indiana alone this season. You know, they play fast. We have to be very disciplined in transition, you know, with our schemes and, and whatnot. you, you got to execute at a high level. I won't go into too much detail about, you know, opportunities for us uh, in the future, you know, if we play them uh, in, in the playoffs or whatnot. You know, you're always gathering intel, and um, we can get better. Uh, we know that, you know, there's always room to get better, and we just got to keep plugging away. Bucks right back to work tonight in San Antonio. Tip-off set for 6.30. Coverage will begin right here on WTMJ. 
starting at 6. And lastly, the 7-7 seven seven UWM Panthers have won three straight. They'll look to make it four. As they get set to take on Oakland tonight. You can tune into 101.7 The Truth beginning at 5.30. Coming up, just because you were on the Epstein list doesn't mean you necessarily did anything wrong, although you'd probably prefer to not be on it. <laughs> we'll get into that next. Keep At 624 on Wisconsin's Morning News, I'm really struggling with what the primary takeaways are from the release of the Epstein list. Are you like, I don't know what to make of some of the names who are on there. Some of the names have a lot of information attached to them. Some don't. Some of it's not really new information. Also true. More details perhaps about things we already knew. Um, but a lot of names in there and a, a lot of names that have nothing to do with anything. Just people that... Maybe uh, Epstein had reached out to before. Maybe he'd had a phone call with. Not necessarily someone who'd been on the island or had done anything nefarious. Um, but there are some names that you, you, if you were that person, you wouldn't be, wouldn't Don't want to be on, on the list. Right. Right. You know, yeah. Former President Bill Clinton is on there. Former President Donald Trump has had communication with uh, Epstein before, but there is nothing nefarious there. The Clinton stuff's a little strange. He's not accused of anything. However, there are comments that are made that indicate that there may have been some nefarious activities at some point. But again, some of that we already knew, at least that there was uh, potential links. Various known associates and whatnot. Yeah, but then there are also a bunch of other names that kind of come out of nowhere. There are names that have come up. I saw a reference to actress Cameron Diaz. I saw uh, Al Gore, Tipper Gore. I saw a reference to Donald Trump. And none of that means anything. These were just people that lawyers wanted to ask witnesses about during deposition testimony because maybe they had been associated with Epstein or, or their names just simply came up. Yeah, it's ABC's Aaron Katursky there. So there are more than 100 names, some of the ones are, that are going around anyway, that seem to be questionable, I guess, because you got to be very careful about this because there's a lot of names on there that people aren't accused of anything. You could and be you, a witness to a police incident in Milwaukee and your name right, appears yes, in some yeah. charging document. So mm-hmm. all you did was offer some testimony. You're completely innocent, but it's in this document. Right, yes, so yes. similarly, some people are in here who did, clearly didn't sure, do anything. But wrong. also one, some that are questionable. <laughs> yes. yeah, David Copperfield, magician, his name pops up a couple of times in his... Uh, conversations with some of the, uh, the victims. Um, another one in here, uh, they're trying to figure out Stephen Hawking, a situation there where uh, he is the, um, the, uh, the brilliant mind. Uh, like astrophysicist. Astrophysicist right? yeah. died a few years ago in his mid-70s, and uh, apparently there was some back and forth between Epstein and a victim there about whether or not we could try to co- convince people that he didn't do anything wrong, that he didn't do anything nefarious. Epstein was worried about that for some reason in many emails. Uh, other names, Michael Jackson, again, someone that a victim met once but says nothing nefarious happened. So going through this, it, it seems like there's a lot there. There, There's still going to be a lot more to come out, but we're just starting. The, it's the tip of the iceberg, if you will. Jimmy Kimmel's name not on the list. Right, <laughs> as, not on the list. And, as somewhat jokingly and Pat, suggested yeah. by Aaron Rodgers. Pat McAfee, by the way, on ESPN yesterday, apologizing for that situation, saying that he believes Aaron Rodgers was just talking some, making a joke, if you will. Right which Kimmel is wont to do sure. on a nightly that, basis. But a lot of folks in the arena of public opinion seem to think that Rodgers crossed a line. You know, Kimmel's job is to blow people up every night on late night. He's made fun of Rodgers. Yeah. He's made fun of everyone. And then, you know, I guess in one interpretation, oh, what, you couldn't take take a shot back? Yeah. But a lot of folks believe that that shot crossed the line. If you accuse someone of being a pedophile, right. as yeah, if that was the not, intent, then that's a little too far.
Pacers beat the Bucks again. Does the head coach have a fix in mind in case they meet in the playoffs? Brandon Snide talks about that in sports at 645. All right, well, it took 34 years to figure out, but we now know it is possible to beat Tetris on the original Nintendo Entertainment System. It took more than 30 years for someone to beat Tetris. I still can't believe that. I, I'm having a little bit of a hard time with this, too. Here's a couple of reasons why. So the guy's name is Willis Blue Scooty Gibson. Yeah, old Scooty. 13 years old. He got to the kill screen, which is a gamer slang for a point where the game crashes. It just doesn't know how to go any further. <laughs> it took him until level 157. Okay. You want to guess how long it took him? That's a three-hour deal. You will be nowhere close. 38 minutes. What? I could have sworn my buddy yeah. Scott Perrin did that 30 years ago. <laughs> he went 30. Old Scotty went 38 minutes. I guarantee you. Toe with I went 38 minutes. <laughs> Come on. All right, Debbie, Vince, here's how it sounded when Blue Scooty actually killed the game. Oh, 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 oh my God. Oh. Hang in there, Scooty. Oh Grab the inhaler. Yes! Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Oh my god. Now, how does he know that, that, that it's just that his particular game console just didn't glitch and yeah, crap yeah. out? Pop I, the cartridge and blow on it. I think he should have to do it again. <laughs> this sounds like a job for the one and only Max Vitrano, though. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he needs should get to be a consult on, on that. So, originally, the highest level achievable was thought to be 37. He got to 157. I just, you can't tell me there has never been another kid in the last 30 years who has crashed Tetris right. before. What's he, changed? This dude was like live streaming himself, yeah. right? So we, there's evidence of it. I'm sure there's kids all over America going, ah, dude, I beat that 10 years ago. Debbie, you, didn't. you have a thought? How often did you play? Oh, I played a lot. I played a lot when I was younger. I wasn't awesome, but I was I was fairly good. Once it got to a certain point, though, it's way too fast. My fast twitch you know, reflexes are not that good. <laughs> but I'm wondering if there's someone in, because it started in Russia, didn't it? Yes. So I'm wondering if there's someone in Russia that's I've no, done this no, long time ago. Not. Blue Scooty is the first ever. Blue Scooty first Blue ever. Scooty. <laughs> Silly American. Game beat 23 years ago in Russia. <laughs> time to celebrate an everyday hero presented by Azura Memory Care and Assisted Living, transforming the culture of care, Azura memory care. This is when we celebrate the average John or Jane Doe or Doe's who had no idea when they got up that morning they'd be saving a life. Today, Vince, we head to Japan. So let's follow up on that tragic airplane crash from Tuesday at the airport in Tokyo. Nearly 400 people were on board an Airbus A350. Enormous That's plane. a big plane. When upon landing, you may recall it clipped the Japanese Coast Guard plane that had been on the runway. Coast Guard plane erupts in a fireball. Everyone except for one perished in that part of this crash. While the Airbus, though, continued its landing procedures while also catching fire. So all of a sudden, flames on the wings. I mean, if you've seen the video, the, the fuselage in that plane is gone. There's nothing left but just two wings by the end of it. So the video inside the cabin shows the cabin filling with smoke. It pans over to the window, and it's just nothing but orange. Like, clearly, the plane is on fire. Just fire. All the lights go off inside the plane. The temperature in the cabin begins to go up. 
Some of the exits are broken and unusable. You can see that in the video. Passengers are starting to panic a little bit, but the crew remains calm as they begin to give orders. Inside the airliner, the cabin filling with smoke, five of the plane's eight emergency exits unusable. But the crew funneled nearly 400 people through the three remaining exits. Yeah, and meanwhile, the in-flight announcement system didn't work during the evacuation. So they couldn't even talk through the speakers. They had to use megaphones. They did it. They got everybody out safely. It's being called a miracle. Aviation experts tell us that the evacuation of Flight 516 went flawlessly and undoubtedly saved lives. How about that? And here's the most important part. The passengers also played a role in this. Any guesses as what the passengers did to help everyone survive? There was something that they all did collectively. I guess they waited for their instructions? That's part of it. They also left their baggage behind. Not Don't grab one. your stuff. They said, leave your stuff in the overhead compartments. They all did that, and they were able to get out. Oftentimes in this scenario, someone's trying to grab their bag. Yeah. Their back, none of them did that, and they all survived. How about that? And that all starts happening. It's when you wished you'd paid better attention to the safety thing right? at the front of the flight. Well, now it's something. Everyday Hero, presented by Azura Memory Care and Assisted Living, transforming the culture of care. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Marky Bucks fell to the Indiana Pacers on Wednesday night. This one by a final of 142-130 to 130. with that loss. The Bucks fall to 24-10 on the season, and they are right back to work tonight in San Antonio. Tip-off time is set for 630. The NFL announced their Pro Bowl rosters on Wednesday. The Packers did not have a player named the initial roster and have just one first alternate. Packers were just one of four teams without a player selected. And lastly, the UWM Panthers have won four of their last five games, and they will look to continue on with the trip out to Oakland tonight. Tip-off is set for 6.30. 101.7 The Truth will have complete coverage beginning at 5.30. It's time for Extra Points, a sports opinion commentary on Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's Brendan Snide. The 2023 Green Bay Packers are just one win away from clinching a berth in this season's playoffs. As crazy as that sounds, as much of this season has been of many ups and downs, being one victory away from accomplishing something that was unable to be done a year ago is quite the feat. At one point in this season, this same Packers team, who is one win away against the Chicago Bears from going to the big dance, was 3-6, and and, well, things looked pretty bleak heading into November. Yesterday, I discussed Jordan Love and how he should be in the conversation for the MVP award and rightfully so but without the play of his offensive line down this stretch that seemingly would not be possible and to me that unit is the unsung hero of the second half rise of this team early on it was a group that without question that looked lost and suffered a couple of injuries Bakhtiari going out in week one didn't help but it clearly has found its footing in the part of the season that always seems to count more than most for a quick glance at how impressive they have been look no further than that week Week 17 beatdown of the Vikings, where they paved the way for running back Aaron Jones to average six yards per carry on his way to 120 yards. To make matters even better in the pass protection category, the Vikings blitzed Jordan Love on 76% of his dropbacks, but he was sacked 
zero times and only hit twice. Over the whole season, it has been a unit that has only allowed 29 total sacks. Good enough for fifth best in the NFL. Not bad, not bad at all for the big uglies up front who tell you they don't get enough recognition, but even they deserve a pat on the back for a job well done. Six fifty-three on Wisconsin's morning news this Thursday morning. Mixed feelings about what you reported upon entering the room this morning, ESPN. Which Jen of the things that I said? I feel like we've really run <laughs> the gamut true. here. Jen comes in hot usually, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. that, that you had some visitors in the bed last night. Kids there. Yes. So I got back. I had an assignment yesterday for college game day. Last game, by the way. I don't know if you've been following. There's only one more <laughs> yeah, football one game. More. And right. sure. We will have an absolute parade around my house when that happens. But um, so I got home at 1.30 in the morning and I'm just looking forward to getting about four, maybe four and a half hours of sleep before I had to come in for Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. And I think my daughters are really struggling with a little bit of separation anxiety. I mean, football season is super chaotic in our house. They don't know when I'm going to be there and when I'm not going to be there. So sure. Sure enough, not one, but two tiny people joined us in <laughs> bed last night. And my husband, he he obviously loves our children to death, but he doesn't want them sleeping in our bed. So he constantly is saying, we need to nip this in the bud. We need to get them out of the bed. And I say to him, deadpan, do you think they'll be in bed with us when they're nine? Well, like they're <laughs> six and four right now, right? Like, can we just ride this sucker out? It's going to end. And then we're going to be missing that. You know, you do all those things of like yeah. where you wish you had appreciated the moment when it happened as opposed to wishing it away. I mean, his I, I'll grant you his point probably is long term. That's not a great thing. You want to instill good sleep habits in your children. That's a gift that you can give them. You don't you sleep want a 15 well. year old climbing in there. Right. So I, I guess in fairness to that, but right on a. On a here and there basis, right, probably something that you would miss. Yes, I suppose. I will tell you this, and I know that my husband might not appreciate me saying this on the radio waves, but here we go anyway, because that's what I do. My (laughs) six-year-old goes, I don't want to sleep next to daddy. He doesn't have any shorts on. (laughs) (laughs) Yikes. So I was like, babe, he's like, I'll put some shorts on. Yeah, right. (laughs) But again, for his point, he's like, it's my bed. If I want to wear no clothes when I sleep, I should be able to do that and not worry about the six-year-old rolling into bed with us. But it was a really, really rough night for us because then we're trying to convince them to go back to their room. And then they go back to their room and they're having a tough time in their room. And you're trying to rationalize with the six-year-old. Honey, you have school tomorrow and you have to be up at seven o'clock and that's only, oh God, (laughs) two hours from now, you know? uh, What kind of sleepers are they? You got a kicker in there? No. I got a kicker. One of mine's a kicker. (laughs) Yeah. Chase, who now is 15, when he used to sleep, he was what we called the sundial. Yep. (laughs) Just completely would make his way all all the way around. (laughs) Just completely make that full turn with his body, pivoting at the hips all the way. Well, I remember, so for a while we were able to quote unquote train ours to sleep on our floor. So instead of climbing in bed, they'd sleep on the floor next to the bed. Just sack out next to the bed. But it was during COVID, like there was a time there when two of them would show up during COVID. And I said to my wife, I was like, ah, you know, at what point is this going to be a concern? But man, it's been I can't remember the last time anyone's been near our room. I love that you somehow convinced your kids that they were camping, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, yeah, just sleep, just over. sleep on the floor. Right. It's fine. <laughs> My kids would be like, are you kidding me right now? I've got Absolutely one not. to this day who's a little bit of a worrier, though. She'll be the one checking up if we're out and doesn't even have to be late. 1030, whatever. Get the text. What time are you guys getting home? 
What time are you guys going to be home? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and like she just has that thing of just wants to, like a parent would for the sure, child. Of course. It's the reverse of like, <laughs> I need to know when you guys are going to be home here. Right. Else, you know, and look, mom guilt is a real thing. I think all the moms out there can appreciate that, yeah. can recognize that. And I do travel a lot in the football season. Now, they're going to be real sick of me come March <laughs> because right. I'm not leaving. I'll be right. home every single night, you know, and all of the things that fall through the cracks during the football season. Well, they're going to get picked up real quick, guys. So <laughs> I'm just trying trying to remind myself that like in part this is probably because of my work schedule and everything has a finish line and we're quickly approaching that with the football season and i think my kids wanting to sleep with us in the middle of the night all right here's to better sleep tonight thanks jen (laughs) have a good show